What's going on, you hodgepodge listeners? We are here with another episode. I am here with Blake and Hello. our first ever guest, Lyle. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hello. Thanks for letting <laughs> me on the air. We're so excited to have Lyle. Lyle's um, easily probably one of the most interesting people, but not interesting. What would you? How would you explain yourself, Lyle, to other people? Um, I don't know. Borderline psychotic, but also very boring. <laughs> I'm socially awkward. I don't have a lot of friends. So Blake, should so we that, explain our our uh, cover art for our podcast? Yes. So um, those that have seen our cover art, um, that beautiful masterpiece that Ian and I came up with while eating a Ronnie's burger before we ever recorded a podcast, um, is of our magnificent friend, his profile and beautiful body, Mr. Lyle himself. So we just thought it only made sense to have, you know, such a celebrity status as a first-time guest. Yeah, Lyle, thank you for letting us outline your body like... Uh, a it French was against my consent, and we both know or... that. <laughs> yeah, we all we not did not ask Simon your permission at all. Document. We just did it. the The great thing about it is we're literally looking through Ian's Instagram, and he pops up this picture jokingly, and he's like, "We should totally do this picture." And I'm like, "Yes." I, I don't know. He meant. I'm sure he meant it jokingly. No reference. Like, we're doing it. I hated it. <laughs> but I have uh, Ian, of course, because he's lame and lives in DFW area. We're joining <laughs> oh, I'm Discord. Lame. Okay. <laughs> and I have Lyle here with me. So if you hear any burps, weird noises, probably come from Lyle. Probably. Probably. I might burp a few times too, so that might be my fault as well. <laughs> like that just now. So. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so. Blake, do you have a two-day yeah. in history for us, man? I do, and I'm actually kind of excited. There's some cool stuff. Um, Is so there something really, really cool? Not really. I mean, it's slightly oh. okay. No, I mean, it is so cool. It's awesome. I didn't even tell Lyle. That's how cool it is. Yes. Um, but in our history today, in history today, <laughs> it's a lot better than last week. Um, but it is the 30th is when this podcast is being released in, in 1857. Everybody's heard of Mr. Sir Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. What is he famous for, Lyle? Do you know? Dicks in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> he is an author. Charles Dickens. Oh, oh. Charles Dickens is an author. <laughs> An English author. He's the one who wrote A Christmas Carol. You know the Christmas Carol? Oh, The Tale of Two Cities? Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, he did write that one. I'm just being dumb. Did he write that one? Yeah, Tale I of Two Cities. I don't even know that much about it. So it you didn't sounds- know it. Oh, I thought it's you were just like making up a random title. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1857, on June Shows how much I know about Charles uh, Dickens. Charles Dickens reads from A Christmas Carol at St. Martin's Hall in London, his first public reading of A Christmas oh, Carol. Oh, nice. Or period. So that was cool. <clears throat> and then Ian, 
Tell me what you think that this cult slash group slash party um, could possibly mean. Night slash of party. the Long Knives. Ooh. Um, well, is it Scottish? No. Do oh. they well, worship Charles Dickens' penis? <laughs> <laughs> Night of the so, Long Knives. <laughs> Night of the Long Knives. Um, it sounds very cartoonish. Is it a real it's thing? Not. It is a okay. real thing. And a real person actually said um, he ordered the purge of his own party in the Night of the Long Knives. He, he ordered the purge of his own party? Yes. As in like he killed the people at his party? I guess. I don't know. This is in 1934. <laughs> That's so what you I can't got. Guess from that. who that is? Hitler. Yes. Oh shoot, Mr. Adolf Hitler himself, in 1934, oh. on this day, ordered the purge of his own party in the Night of the Long Knives. Wow. Sounds like an innuendo <laughs> to me. That's what I was telling Lot. <laughs> Which and, is, I'm so glad Charles, that you, yeah, Charles Dickens. Joke, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, in 1960, Alfred Hitchcock's film Psycho opened. Garbage. Yes. Absolute garbage. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Alfred Hitchcock is, oh my gosh, so many good movies. Like Birds. I love that movie. Awful. Hate it. What? You didn't birds? like Birds? I genuinely, hate the Birds sounded so stupid. And like, squawk, squawk. It wasn't good. <laughs> I, like I it, can end it on a on a positive note, but I really don't feel like it. So in 1971, okay. <laughs> three Soviet cosmonauts die with their spacecraft <laughs> pressurizes during re-entry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I would have cared. This Ooh, is why is that funny? It's not. Funny. <laughs> it's, it's, not it's not favorite fact. It's, it's not copies. that. It's not that I don't care. It's just not American. Yeah, so sorry about filthy it. Filthy commies. <laughs> is that why it's funny? I mean, <laughs> I think it's just funny. I'm sorry, Literally, that's the I'm last. Sorry. That's the last major thing that happened on June 30th in our history was three cosmonaut. Can you imagine how boring Charles Dickens reading that book was? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how boring that was. Do you think he had? Do you think he had like voices for each character? <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. I oh hope so. no! Because that's Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scrooge. So yeah. Do, you th- <laughs> do you think like for each ghost or spirit, whatever it was? Oh, Ebenezer! I hope so. Maybe that's where they got I the idea for the uh, for the movie itself. Well, yeah, it was a play that for one ever. movie. That one movie. Not With Jim Carrey, right? Night of Two Tales. Night of Two Tales. That sounds so cool. That does sound really cool. So does uh, <coughs> Night of the Long Knives. Is that what it was called? Oh, that's what I was referring to. I don't know what you said earlier. No. But yeah, the, the Long Knives. The Long Knives one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Well, anyway, just having our own I quit listening five seconds. <laughs> I'm just enjoying y'all's back and forth just right now, but uh, so how was your week, man? What would you would you do, Blake? 
nothing really, dude. It's just been work. Um, I will say, adding someone to um, like the podcast is super exciting, but also like very, um, uh, very. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Lyle. <laughs> Lyle's sitting there rubbing his breasts. Um, but no, it's no, I'm not. <laughs> It's it's very uh, exciting, but also at the same time, like you want to. <laughs> I want I I mean I guess it's Lyle, so it's not I care I care that what Lyle thinks about us, but at the same time Lyle knows us, and so it doesn't have to be that like over it's the. It's not top as intimidating. Professional. Kind of in a way. Yeah, but it's a good start because I feel mm-hmm. like this week has been super stressful just regarding the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's yeah, just no, I me. get it, man. Yeah. What about you? Sorry, I stress you. Or what about you, Lyle? Lyle? How was your week, dude? <clears throat> um, I got my first tattoo on Saturday. Yay! It's it's dude, I was actually a little bit upset that you did not get that other tattoo, the Manoy, uh, the Hoy Manoy. Mihoy Manoy. Those that don't know that reference, those that don't know that reference, it's SpongeBob, Doodle Bob, actually. Doodle Bob. Yeah. yeah, Doodle Bob. Him, so, and yeah. there was a <coughs> little backstory of why I was actually disappointed. Uh, so, Blake and Lyle both posted a <laughs> repost on Facebook saying that if they got over a thousand comments, that they would get that tattooed to them. Well, I took both of them for their word. On Lyle, I'm, I, I spammed him serious. along with his fiance, and we spammed his Facebook co- comment section right there and got over, well over a thousand comments. Blake, I tried to get it to you, but Facebook finally caught on whenever I was spamming you. And after about the 400th time I commented on your status, it was like, hey, chill out, man. Stop spamming this person. So I I couldn't fully get a thousand comments on you. I'm kidding. I just gave up. I had people that cared, uh, but not enough to spam. They're like, I'm going to put... 20 comments on here. I'm like, 20 is very little from <laughs> what I need to get 20 to. 20 comments is... That's scrub. I got up to like I five, I, I think. 500, which is okay. Maybe I can get... Ha- maybe I can just, just get the... Five. Maybe I can just get the f- Mihoy menu. <laughs> That'd be funny. And then as time goes, once I reach 1,000, I'll get the rest of it. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah, my favorite... One of my favorite characters next year. on SpongeBob <laughs> is... Doodle Bob. Mm, Doodle Bob's a good one. Yeah. Comedic goal. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyway, but yeah. yeah. Well, dude, so tell my us about week, your tattoo, uh, though. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. okay. Oh, never mind. So, yeah, more about you, Lau. Uh, I guess we won't talk about my week. Okay. Yeah, nobody cares, Ian. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, kidding. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. I, lo- I love you. Uh, yes, no, Lyle, tattoo. tell us about your tattoo. <laughs> My my tattoo is uh, Aang's uh, from the Last Airbender series. His little uh, his little glider. It's a little baby version of it. It's real. It's, it's real, really cool. It's real cute. It's going up towards like it's pointing my. Uh, it's like called. Your, I love that. Lyle's like yeah. It's it's a it's this tattoo. It's really cute. I got a tattoo. The inside of his. Mm-hmm. It's the inside of his weenus. It's like not the, on the inside the, of the, the weenus, forearm. You know the section where it's, most. Uh, White girls tattoo themselves. Yeah, I'm just joking, Lyle. I love you. <laughs> but it's off. It's off centered, so it's not basic. Yeah, it's I'm not, not your basic. basic white girl. <laughs> okay, so it's 
on the borderline like, of that, right? Yeah. We yeah. may take a picture yeah, okay. and share it on Facebook if y'all want to see it. If Lyle gives us consent. But you, obviously, like, we don't care about consent because we've already put him on our, on our <laughs> podcast album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lyle loves it, though. Yeah. Lyle's all about it. Yeah. Good tattoo. I, I, I do like the, the, the tattoo itself of what you're getting. So. I do, too. Ian, how was your week? Oh, is it my turn? I mean, it is in five <coughs> seconds. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I have five seconds to wrap up my week. It was good. Uh, work was long. <laughs> I need more sleep. And I'm, yeah, that's about my week, man. Uh, it was very uneventful. Did y'all get uh, everything kind of settled in y'all's apartment? Yeah. So far? Well, I've been battling with the apartment complex for the past three weeks trying to get them to caulk the windows in our apartment caulk caulk so and then whenever you do it yourself dude yeah but do i want to do that myself Lyle? do i want to go to the hardware store and spend nine dollars on some caulk and spend the time to do that in my apartment i mean that is not my I property mean, god knows i don't i don't want to do it but it's my job so like i gotta so you can do it if i can do it you can do it caulking is very easy yes. i can barely do it i know it's easy it's the principle okay it's the principle because I'm a renter. But I'm yeah, so it like, turns it out, out the windows don't even need to be caulked, though, because I guess they were just not open all the way. I didn't realize that they actually opened. They opened, so that's why there's no, there's a separation all the way around. So, but so you, you were asking at it, it looked like it was That's the most Ian thing I've <laughs> ever heard. He's like, I no, didn't dude, know okay. windows could be I open. was not the one to find it out. I was not the one to find it out. I was relaying, okay? The person that found it out was actually my wife and both my mother and her mother. So that was not even me that found that one. But that's a classic like you know. woman thing is they go and look at details. Men look at well, it like that's broken. We, have, we had a laundry list of things that need to be done at this place whenever we first moved in. I mean, the page that, that they gave us to like report stuff was huge. I mean, we wrote so many things yeah. on it. So, I don't know. Well, but yeah, Ian, um, I hope so that you get more sleep, and I hope I that need more someone sleep, man. your window. <laughs> well, nobody's going to now because I told them to not do the work not because caulk. it doesn't need to be done. No. So you didn't need any caulk. I didn't need any caulk. Lyle's <laughs> his face. <laughs> I you have to say the old orals. <laughs> so moving on. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so today, uh, one of the topics that we really wanted to get into with Lyle, because I personally love the topic of conspiracy theories because oh, wow, they're fun. I don't believe in about 95% of them, but they're still really fun to talk about and have a discussion over. And I yeah, think I Lyle feels either. the same way. I believe so, in, in the topic we're talking about today. I want oh, to do you? believe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm partial see, to I, I want to believe in it. Sorry. I just <laughs> don't think there is enough circum. I feel like a lot of it is circumstantial evidence at best. Yeah. I just don't think yeah. there's enough, like, of anything going on. I mean, think about how many people in the past wore a black suit. Yeah. Oh, I maybe I should announce what we're talking about. Hold on. So we're today oh, going to yeah, talk about true. the Men in Black conspiracy. 
a lot of people may think of Men in Black, like the whole Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones series, but that is not what we're talking about. That movie actually spawned from the conspiracy theory. Am I right, Lyle? Yes, yes. Correct. There's been that one. There's been more than one movie on on it, right? Mm -hmm. I think. Anyway, give us a a brief rundown, Lyle, of uh, the Men in Black conspiracy. Uh, Well, I believe that... um, Allegedly, once people have an alien abduction or they start really researching alien abductions or aliens in general, uh, these men in black suits, traditionally black suits, will come up and knock on your front door and be like, hey, stop. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) And it's so scary. Is that all they say, Lyle? (laughs) Stop it. They're like, stop it. Stop. You stop it right now. And, and then people ask, and they're like, stop what? And they just say, stop it. Mm-hmm. That's all they say. Yeah. That's most of the stories. So <laughs> if, if I was to, <laughs> you know, spring on all of a sudden, like, hey, I saw an alien or whatever, do you think, you know, I had some thing about it, and it went on the news, and it went big, do you think the men in black would show up at my doorstep and be like, hey? Um, I think you, you have to have... I think you have to have like credible and like legitimate evidence backing up your claim. So not just, oh, I saw a UFO and I'm going to tell the newspaper about it. Normally that's not when they show up. Normally when they show up yeah. is like either you have physical evidence, um, whether that be like... Like a part of a spaceship. Yeah, part yeah. of a spaceship or a, or video which obviously there's video out there but there's no other you know it just looks like a bunch of blobs flying in the sky Mm -hmm. because we have awful video camera stuff but there's been crazy like ufo sightings so when it comes down to it, it comes down to like extraterrestrial sightings evidence is when they come into play i thought one of the craziest ones was the one about uh was it about those sailors or something like that that saw it? And, like, the UFO, there was, like, a bunch of them. And it, like, wrecked or something. And there was a bunch of, like, metal that ended up breaking apart and landing on their ship or something or around their ship. And then when some guy came and looked at it, he's like, oh, that's just aluminum. I'm like, why, yeah. would, uh, why would there be shrapnel of, like, shrapnels of aluminum on a boat that, the... that was out at sea? Is that the story of where that farmer found that giant uh, weather balloon device thing in his fields? And possibly. And and he's like, "This is not a weather balloon," but they're like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's a weather balloon." And they basically took it away and hit it. I think at Area Nine Fifty One, or sorry, Area Fifty One. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe maybe a confusing stories, but but um, the the men in black. The the creepy part about the men in black is that they're supposedly so they're men in black. They're normally the exact same height. Their um, their facial features are that of like someone who has no like emotion. Kind of blank. Um, yeah, like they RBF, normally don't like have really any eyebrow. Yeah, they don't have any eyebrows. Um, when they talk to you, they seem like they're just now getting into, um, like, what it means to be a human. Like, it's almost like they scanned something, like, scanned a file, and then 
<laughs> that's all they know about what human uh, interaction is. It's like, Wiles they, got it's like they went onto the internet. Sorry, I had to jot down some notes because my brain is filled with this. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're they're like they have like plastic like skin like a like imagine an alien or whatever found a mannequin and that was like their first experience of like seeing what it, they think a human is and they're like oh yes a human and like they like morph into the mannequin and that's how they walk around and like they're like this one encounter said that the dude had like really stiff like wrists and fingers like it was like if you shoved like a glove filled with like seaweed or something and it's just Flopping, flopping, around. flopping around that there's no like <laughs> structure to them and they have like really weird lips when i when i say really weird lips i mean like they don't have lips like this one dude saw that it was just like he had gloves like the men in black had gloves on wiped the du- the dude wiped his lips the men in black did and red came off of his uh lips because he just like crayoned it on whatever <laughs> So, like, what exactly? It's weird stuff. Are they human or are they? No. Okay, so they're, they're, they're it's supposed to be an alien essentially. Supposedly, they're yeah. supposed to That's be. What I think. Yeah, but there's so, different. I always thought that like, the Men in Black conspiracy was that it was you know normal people, but it was the government or beyond the government that you know they were trying to keep it from everybody. I didn't realize that it was going more into like the, like they were aliens themselves. Well, mm-hmm. it's like almost like the government and the aliens are working together tr- in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Trying yeah, to like because of the treaty that uh, Truman did with the aliens. There you go. Tell the, us about that. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh man, <laughs> I've just heard this goes back to Truman. snippets of this that like during World War Two, I think uh, Truman's supposed to have signed a treaty or something with the aliens, so that they would give us technology and they could like abduct people or whatever. And that's a really weird, that's another completely different like tangent that we could go off on, but we won't. So <laughs> I don't know. So there I got a question. So these, so the men in black, right? They, they wear black suits and they all try and be uniform. You would they think if uniform. they were trying to blend in, like maybe they're not as seen today because they're trying to blend it, blend in more. So maybe they actually wear something different in today's time. Because I'm not saying that wearing a suit in public is uncommon, but it's less common to see people dressed in suits on a daily basis mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah, but are you going to be afraid of some dude walking in some freaking chubby shorts and and a surfer tank top coming to tell you that hey stop (laughs) like stop i think the thing that they were great at doing was like making a mark and then not being able to trace them again so So there was was their main idea is to install fear to shut somebody up that's essentially what you're trying that's what they're for essentially okay essentially yeah Yeah. but they also would take evidence so Mm -hmm. it wasn't just so much hey knock on your door but they would literally like basically manipulate you into giving them what you had as strict evidence and then doing away with it. Yeah, this um this one the story kind of alluded to earlier, this one dude was like doing hypnotherapy to this um dude trying to get 
his patient trying to get the patient to remember his alien abduction thing. And Men in Black comes knocking on the doctor's door. And, you know, he's all weird and, like, can't walk properly and is like, I need salt water or something. And then, like, and they're just talking and the doctor's like, "Uh uh-huh, cool, sure, buddy. Yeah, this is so scary. And uh, apparently, like, the Men in Black, like... He was like, give me that penny in your pocket or whatever. And so he did. And like, for some reason, like the penny, like he was like holding the penny, the man in black was, and it started to like change color. And then it like completely disappeared. And then he, and the man in black was like, nobody in this dimension is going to see that anymore or something weird like that. Yeah. And, uh, what the heck? <laughs> it was yeah, real, I don't know. There was like know. at one point they literally said they asked like one of them. They're like, "Are you are you hungry?" or something like that. And he's like, "No, but in ten minutes I'll be thirsty of, for a drink of water." Yeah, <laughs> and they're, they're like, "What? Okay. See, why does it remind me? Why does it remind me of the first Men in Black movie where the dude, like the cockroach dude, he's like, water." Give sugar. me the sh- because, sugar and water. Because there's these things like w- one. I think there was one where he was like, "I need to take like a pill or something," mm-hmm. and they gave him like a cup of salt, and he ate the cup mm-hmm. of salt and yeah. then took the pill and then was like, "Okay." He's like, "My energy is low. Help me." <laughs> yeah. <that's> what <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, Dude, it's so weird. It's but so it's, weird. It sounds so dumb and it uh-huh. sounds so made up, but it's like here you are if you really think about it. It's almost like taking I mean, you just think of aliens in general. Let's stay away from like extraterrestrial, but like say if you were to take George Washington and take him into like nowadays. Like how so would that dude act? Like you would give him a booklet, be like, "His this is what his stuff is done," and he's probably like, "Can I get a cup of tea?" You know, and they're like, "Okay, like, grande or venti." They're <laughs> 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 probably. And he'd cut your head yeah. because he's George Washington. Yeah. What is a venti? So, <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I get what, what you're saying. A, what um, is a venti? So a lot of the time, a little bit of a culture thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. And I love conspiracy theories. A lot of the time, I want to believe a lot of them are true, but there's just so many different, I guess, beliefs in a conspiracy theory itself, to where, and a lot of the time, they contradict them, each other. Like, like say, like specifically just for the topic of Men in Black, right? The, I, yeah. I feel like there would be you know a hundred different beliefs within the Men in Black conspiracy itself, and a lot of them contradict uh-huh. each other. So it's hard to figure out like what exactly is the actual real part of the conspiracy or not? Well, I think part so. of it, too, is, like, if there's confusion in it, and if it was meant to be... If they're doing... If they're... If they're if what they're doing is working, then it'll forever stay conspiracy, and it'll always sound confusing, and it'll always be contradictory, because that's exactly what they want. And mm-hmm. so they'll do things that are off the wall like taking a penny making it change color and vanishing like what does that have to do with coming and getting evidence of and telling us not to you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's just weird stuff like why are you telling me that you need salt like and why are you telling me that in 10 minutes you'll need water can i just get you the water now like yeah it's it's weird stuff like yeah uh i heard i heard a thing that like maybe the men in black are just like 
just nerds, like the UFO nerds, like just being nerds and like being like, yeah, we're the moon and black. <laughs> Instead of LARPing, they're like nerds. super UFO just, nerds and they like go to places yeah. that, and, and they just get jealous people. of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, they're so like, pale, it's because would, they're nerds and they just sit inside their house <laughs> all day and they never get any sun. Throwing yeah. healing potions at each other. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's that. Like I wonder if like some of it, it like it could most some of it could probably just be hoaxes or like nerds being stupid and being nerdy or like or it could be like the CIA CIA or the government or whatever. But I also wonder if like a small portion of it is true. That's just kind of where I'm at yeah. right now. And yeah. nothing against nerds. We're all three big nerds. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we're talking Speak about conspiracy theories. So. <laughs> well, you know you're a nerd. Yeah, Shut there, up. I mean, it, there's, some <laughs> there's some crazy... I mean, if you have the time, like go and like kind of dive deep into it. Mm-hmm. There's a... Lyle sent us a podcast. I listened to one today by... Uh, the last podcast mm-hmm. on Earth, yes. on the left, or yeah, whatever. The last podcast on the left. Yeah, on the left. They, there you they, go. They they talk about it a lot, and they go in depth into it. And they have like three different like three, parts. Yeah, and they're so good. Like the first one was really. Cr- that's where I got some of the stories from. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. And they do a really good job at <laughs> at like making it, making fun out of it, but also like making it okay. This mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounds pretty. Because then it goes into like. What was that thing they were talking about? The tulpa. Yes, the tulpa. What the heck? Okay. What is a tulpa? Okay, here we go. A tulpa is, let's say... Go down the um, rabbit hole. Here we go. Yes, I'm down. Um, shoot. A tulpa is something where you think think something into existence. Like, um, easy an example. A little kid believes in Santa Claus so much that... Santa Claus becomes real and is magical and all that. And you but basically so believe something into existence? Basically, it's like a a thought. It's like Slenderman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Slenderman would be like a good well, not a good example, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it's, it's like you think of T O L P O T U L P A. Tolpa. Oh, it's yeah. it's the it's the concept like the imaginary concept of something like thinking it Hold on, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just read the tulpa is a concept in mysticism and the paranormal of a being or object which is created through spiritual or mental powers it was adapted by 20th century uh, theosophist, the, theosophists from tibetan uh, sprulpa which means a man em, Emanation or manifestation. Sorry, I have no idea. But uh, it's it's weird. But yeah. there's videos like on how to create a tulpa, and it's like let's do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> there's those things like okay, it, so <laughs> there's those things that like, which is exactly why I didn't do any type of like crazy um, like acid or any type of psychedelic because there's parts of your mind that you just don't want to enter into. Mm-hmm. Um, that can take you to places you don't want to go. <laughs> I've met way too many people that have surpassed those things, and mm-hmm. it's a little insane. But anyway, so, so yeah, here's my thing with, yeah. Here's another thought about Men in Black. So yeah, I was actually uh, listening to it was an, an what do you call it? I had asked me anything thing on Reddit, and it was of a spy, right? 
and yeah. he was basically talking about how, you know, in the movies, the spy is going in and killing people and, you know, conquering a mission or whatever. He said, whenever, like, what spies actually do is they try to lay low and not be seen and blend in and mm-hmm. try and accomplish the mission without ever anybody ever even knowing that they were there or anything that mm-hmm. to even happened. So my question is, why would they not go for a more of a, an approach like that? You know, it, say like they were trying to gather evidence to keep it. Say it was the government working with whoever, and they were trying to mm-hmm. keep things quiet and make nothing. Of it. Why not go in, grab the evidence, take it, and make it look like it was a robbery or like nothing ever happened? You know what I mean? Why, why make it, unless they were trying to discredit. That's the only thing I can think of. It's like maybe the I men in black are a thing to where the people with the aliens that saw the aliens or have something from aliens, maybe just to discredit them to make them look even more foolish. I mean, I can't really I think, think they of another want, example. I think they want to be feared. Mm-hmm. I think they want to be known. And so in the, in the case of them showing up and being, here's the thing is you see cases basically pre what? 70s, 70s, 60s. There was a bunch of cases about it. Anything after that, there's not, because that's when film, you know, and different things like that became a household item. People were putting up, you know, security stuff. Back in the 40s, you could walk up on a farmer's land in the middle of the boons, and, you know, who's going to believe that farmer that two guys in suits came in, took the evidence of my UFO, and told me not to talk about it? Like, I think when they become the story, they've succeeded because mm-hmm. yeah good right. i think it is a big uh, disinformation thing where uh, i don't know who's gonna believe the crazy ufo guy you know yeah <laughs> like i think it's just uh like a discrediting disinformation uh what whatever mm-hmm. and i think they know too who is who is uh who can be who's threatening like who could mm-hmm. you know take this you know, evidence or take this um, encounter and make something of it. You got the people like Lyle was saying, the crazy people. It's like it's like the book, the Bigfoot searchers, like the people that actually like spend their time and their effort and their energy to search for Bigfoot. And no one's gonna believe y'all because you're just a crazy Bigfoot person unless you catch Bigfoot and mm-hmm. you have him. The same thing I think applies. It's the people who didn't grow up with a bunch of UFF stories that have more credibility, and those are probably the people that they're more sure. concerned about. Mm-hmm. Back so, to the whole so image. So one actual story. Being, oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I was just saying back to like the whole Men in Black being a, a tulpa or whatever, is I think oh, yeah. the whole fear thing, <clears throat> just feed, if they are a tulpa or whatever, I think it the fear of it feeds them, like us or like us talking about it. Mm-hmm. And like spreading that information could feed them if that's what they are, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's like people going into like a haunted house, and you can go into a haunted house with a flashlight, and let's say you go in silent and not say anything, you'll hear a couple sounds, may catch a draft or whatever. But if you go in with the intent to speak, in the attempt, like at that point, you are speaking to people and making something become reality. You're looking for a 
like a reply or looking for something to give you a sign. But if you're not looking for a sign and all you're doing is looking at an abandoned house that you think is haunted and that's it, then that's all you're probably going to be left with is that story of going in, maybe a couple weird things. But you go in, spend hours, and talk. Hey, um, Adam, uh, your daughter died here. Um, is she here? <laughs> Adam! <laughs> I love that meme. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking of. That's why I started. Is that what you're thinking of? The name where he's like, Adam. I don't know. Wait. I didn't even mean to do that. That's that's why I started that. Like, have you seen that video? No, I don't think I have. I would just pick the name. It's where that, like, his his friend is like, I think he's like sitting at, like, the Adam guy's like sitting at a desk and his friend comes in and like hits him or something. I don't remember what he does. And then he like turns around and he's just like, Adam. (laughs) <laughs> just the most like distraught, Wait, dead inside face Is it the one where ever? he goes, I can't believe you've done this. No, it's is a different one? one. That's a the good British one, too. Uh-oh. I like that one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, so Alexa thought we said something. There's an actual celebrity that has apparently come in contact with uh, the Men in Black. And I actually, I think I watched a video on this a while ago. Um, so we actually talked about him in a podcast a little while ago. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd. from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. And yes, we we all know who Dan Aykroyd girl. is. Yeah, we know who Dan Aykroyd <laughs> is. <laughs> okay, so apparently Dan Aykroyd had some sort of alien experience, and he was talking about it, and then like a few days later, um, you know, there was a van across the street. Um, and he saw men wearing black suits and they were taking pictures of him and video or whatever. And as mm-hmm. soon as he, you know, walked outside or something, they drove off or something like that. They might have driven off. They might have, um, you know, he would have looked and saw them and then they were gone or something like that. I don't know. It was something crazy like that. But uh, I guess that's kind of more of a. I mean, I know celebrities can oftentimes not be credible cre- uh, cre- credible but you know that's not just some yahoo you know living in the woods you know like the government's out to get him so yeah it's not randy quaid um, <laughs> yeah. no if you if you listen to dan Quaid's testimony about it if that's the right word to use um he he said that he was like literally like looking at them and like he was on the phone with britney spears for some reason and he like turned turned his head for like a second and then like turned back to look at them and they were they were gone just like literally a split second they were they were gone there was one that i saw where these people came in the middle of the night knocked on the door or ben and black did knocked on the door walked up there got their stuff taken care of and drove off with the headlights off like (laughs) that's that's how like that sounds creepy but at the same time you're like one thing what's the point of that you drove up here with the headlights on and then you drove off with them off. Like, it makes sense the fact that they don't understand. Like, there they could be creatures that are, like, not from this place that don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, proper, see, what's like, what's more it. what's more inconspicuous or what's more sneaky or more distracting? Like, would you be more worried about some creepy weird activity where this person was in a car and their headlights were on or off at night? I mean, like, what's what's more noticeable? You not having your headlights on at night or having them on and trying to be inconspicuous? During the day? 
Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know. Like, say, like, say like um, his if someone was going to tell you, like, say someone from the government agency was going to tell you, they wouldn't turn their lights off because you can still see them. It's not like... Well, it was, it like was at night. They drove off like on an old road, like into the distance with their lights off. That's how like... Oh, that's okay, where so it, it wasn't was like, like in the city. It wasn't like on a residential street and they just drove off with their no, lights off. No, this right? is like a rural area. Yeah, no, this is like a rural area from what I remember. Oh, okay. And they walked up, did their thing, drove off with their headlights off. But it was like, one thing, it doesn't make sense to, to drive off with your headlights off if you're in a rural area. So it wasn't, it made sense that it, that they didn't do it intentionally, I guess is what they were trying to like get across. It's like they just, they were doing it because they were aliens and don't know the proper driving etiquette at night. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really believe in aliens that have, you know, been in contact with us before. I don't really know. Maybe who, I don't who know. knows? Uh, I just, I, I'm still kind of under the thought that you know there probably are aliens within our universe. I mean, you know, I'm a Christian, but maybe God made another some sort of other being that we have not experienced. But, yeah. you know, being so far, like, like take a star, right? A star, the stars we see, the light we see from those stars is old. I, I'm, I don't know what mm-hmm. the number is, but I think it's like thousands of years old at least, right? Well, so the, maybe that's the thing. The like, sun. Maybe there are aliens out there, but they're not close to us to where we could even yeah. see them or, you know, comprehend them. Aliens are interdimensional beings. They're not on a different planet. They're in a different dimension. That makes sense. Okay, that's Lyle. actually a really. So, that's go for it, Ian. What if what if aliens aren't what we perceive as aliens? What if it's not even something that we can comprehend, like with our senses? I think that's the point of aliens being interdim- so interdimensional w- beings. What I'm saying is like interdim- inter- interdimensional beings where we can't comprehend them or see them or smell them, taste. Any any sort of sense. That's why. So then, how would we know that they exist? Well, if you're in the, like if you're in the third dimension, you can only interact with the first, second, and third dimension. If you're in the fourth dimension, then you can interact with the fourth, third, second, and first dimension. But I can't interact with the fourth dimension, right? And yeah. so, in a sense, in a sense. Aliens, if they're from a different dimension, whether that be the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth, thousandth, whatever, they can interact with anything under that because they have that dimension in their thing. So if it that makes sense that it's interdimensional, because at that point they can enter our dimension in a way that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So them appearing in the sky and disappearing, not flying off, not doing that, that makes sense. For them to be on the street dressed in two black suits at one point and then disappearing makes sense because they're interacting with a possible different dimension. Hmm. I hate dimensions. They okay. freak me that out. makes sense. Yeah. So Lincoln instead of really me, me comprehending out, aliens <laughs> in my scientific analysis of, you know, them not existing because we they're so far away, you know, if they're interdimensional then that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're actually kind of running low on time. Do y'all want to g- go ahead and move on to the 
the beer review. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I Sweet. think I would love to have more conversations on uh, whether it be Men in Black or, or just extraterrestrial. Oh, yeah, dude, most definitely. Really yeah, I would love to talk more about conspiracy theories. Uh, there's so many good ones Heck out yeah. there. Um, so that we could definitely talk in depth with more on later. Yeah. Um, so, so Blake, do you want to do the run-by of what we're going to do? Of essentially what we're yeah, going to so, Yeah, so it only made sense when we had Lyle come to the podcast as our first guest to do something that we all enjoy other than conspiracies and talking about that and, and feeding off each other in that sense. But we all love the taste of a nice brewed beverage. Mm, amen. Um, and Beer. so as we were <laughs> burr, as we were thought uh, as we were thawking, mm-hmm. yes. that's a new word. Yes. Add that to Webster's dictionary. He's um, Webster. He's he's proud of you. Thanks. Beer are go good with pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Lyle just thought that he stumped me and I just wanted to be awkward for a second. <laughs> it's uh, Lyle, you apologize like, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. No, uh, so what we what we did is we chose what we were gonna do, and we may do that in the future. Um, we were gonna choose three beers that we've all tried, um, and then rate those on taste, whatever it may be, why from your number one spot to why you have it in your third spot. So we chose two craft, one domestic, uh, which domestic in our sense would basically just be either American or whatever it can be whatever and see i changed mine because mine what my domestic was corona but i looked up the kind of definitions of like what constitutes a domestic and import and a craft beer and corona is technically an import uh a domestic it is yes it is an import but it's not considered a craft so you could have listed it in your three okay so i wasn't sure so but technically we're still all kind of playing by those standards Except for the fact yes. that I have not tried two of the ones that you've put on your list, Blake. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, and that's what I was going to say is um, after we we thought we've all tried very many beers that we each like, but there's been some that I – there's one at least I know that I've added to mine that I really like that I just tried recently, and I was hoping that they tried it. So – we haven't all tried these, but we're going to explain in the best of our ability on why we think these ones rank in the top three that we chose and why they rank this way. So I want to keep in mind taste, obviously. Um, pairing it, is it a is it a uh, meal drink? Is it a uh, or is it more just a sit, go to a brewery and drink um, and um, drinkability so can you have just one and kind of be done or is it hey i'm gonna have a few of these oh i thought you meant how fast that makes sense no (laughs) see that's the hard part for one of my beers that i chose i chose more of a nostalgia factor for mine i figured and i think i know which one that is but i'm not gonna guess really okay well so you're right ian we're starting with you Give us your uh, give us your three, not in any specific order, and then uh, rank them from one being the best, third being the worst out of the three, and then tell us what you think about the taste, 
Um, would you enjoy it with a meal or by itself? And the drinkability, would you just have that one and be good, or would you continue to drink it? Okay. So my first one that I have, this is my favorite go-to beer. Um, just overall drinkability, it is fantastic. And that is St. Arnold Lawnmower. You don't necessarily have to drink it with a food. It is great just drinking one or five or 15 or however many you want. <laughs> and so I think Lyle and I actually researched exactly what a lawnmower beer is. Essentially, a lawnmower beer is like a good summer beer. It's a good beer like for a hot day or it's kind of light and flavorful. So that's basically why I love that. Uh, my second one is, one. yeah, my second one is El Chigon from Four Corners Brewery in Dallas. I actually liked this beer before I moved here. Uh, it's just, I, I love it. It's a great, it's a great IPA. Um, mm -hmm. I don't always drink IPIs on a normal basis just because they're really heavy. Um, but man, I, I, I love a good IPA and this is definitely a good one. So, uh, and my third Thank one you. is actually a domestic. I did not realize it was a domestic, um, but it definitely is. And this one was kind of more of a nostalgic. This is my nostalgic one, which is rolling rock. Um, mm -hmm. it's definitely a great beer. I wouldn't say that it's one that I would just drink like four or five of. It's kind of, um, it's okay. I mean, it's all right. It's a, it's a, it's a good go-to if you want, um, Overall drinkability, it's all right. Uh, it tastes very much just like your average domestic beer. I mean, I would I would drink it over a Bud Light. <laughs> so yeah, that's my three. Would man. you would you pair it with a meal or would you just drink it on its own? Like you're just if chilling I, at home. I would pair it with a meal. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to like a, you know, like your whatever. If I was going to Texas Roadhouse, I would drink it at a Texas Roadhouse. You know, eat it with a steak or something. So. Hi. I mean, it's so not, bad. not overbearing I mean, on the, on the palate. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. It's very. I feel like it would go with most foods, just because of how okay. light it is. So give us your rate from best to your out of these three, from best to worst, and tell us why you would chick chick why you would pick those three in that specific order. El Chigon is number one. I would rate that probably a four out of five uh mm -hmm. let's be honest if you want a good beer you're gonna drink an ipa for most yeah. of the time i mean i may be if just like a if beer you've snob, acquired the taste yeah if you've acquired the taste if you want a really good beer definitely el chigon is a good like four out of five beer um mm -hmm. i won't give my five out of five beer because that one you can only drink in the brewery itself and most people yeah. have never heard of it. So my second place would definitely be St. Arnold Lawnmower, hands down. It's mm -hmm. definitely a probably at least a 3.5, almost a 4. Um, and then the Rolling Rock, I'd give it probably about a 2.5 to 3. I mean, it's cool. a domestic, so it's going to have a very basic flavor profile in a way. Yeah, I get that. I get it. All right, Lyle, I feel like we should have made you go first just because you are our guest, and, uh, but we have awful uh, manners. Yeah, um, my, my manners are awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, Lyle, I'm interested to see um, your choices and why you chose them. So, yeah, um, I went with Fat Tire, which I'm re it's, Fat Tire is relatively new to me, 
It's uh, uh, New it's a Colorado Belgium, beer, right? I think. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're based out of Colorado. They have some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, New Belgium's pretty good. Fat Tire's really, really, really good. I would say um, it's good, good, good beer to drink with some food or whatever. But also, like, you can. Yeah, no, it's more of a food beer, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then I went with Sixty Minute IPA, and I can honestly say I don't remember who brewed it. I think Dogfish maybe brewed Sixty Minute IPA, and that's it's another good one. It's uh, you know, good good IPA. <laughs> and, what do you like about uh, the IPA? Is it sweeter or what? What's the what's the flavor profile on it? Ooh, uh, it's been a minute. I don't think I've ever I've even had heard a, of it. I, yeah, I think it's. I'm honestly going blank on like what I, I. I was telling Blake earlier. I like IPAs when they're more like hoppy and more bitter than I like the fruitier IPAs or whatever. And uh, I think 60, 60 minute IPA was like nice, nice and hoppy. You know, real, real Ooh, bitter. Those hops. Since a shiver down mm, the spine. Hops. Uh, and then Sam Adams is my my domestic. I'm assuming it'd be like Sam Adams Lager or, or whatever that's called. Um, Just like a like a. Do you have like a specific seasonal one that you like? Because they are known for their seasonal. Uh, they have like a winter lager that I know is. No, not the winter. Not the not the. October. This is the October summers. one that they no, do. Oktoberfest. No, no, it's just like your regular Sam Adams Lager. Oh, okay. Whatever. Whatever. Dude, that I, that's actually a really good pick for a domestic beer. That's a really good one. Um. I think they're a little overpriced, but I think they're, you know, they're good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd actually probably pick a Sam Adams over Rolling Rock, to be honest. Yeah, it's a good beer. It's a good beer to have, like, with, like, if I go out and they only have, like, Budweiser or, like, Sam Adams, I'm going to go with the Sam Adams to drink with the beer or to drink with my food because it's a good beer to drink. Nice and malty. That is uh, that is Ooh, something malty. about Sam Adams that stands out. Their multi is all get out mm-hmm. uh, from the ones that I've had. They have a crap ton. Yeah. So, um, so I think I'm my not even big on like flavored beards. I said beards, beers. Yeah, I like flavored beards. Yeah, I wish I if I could eat my own beard and it tastes good. God knows I would. So shave <laughs> off here and what smack if, it down. What if each hair like you could. Like, put it in your mouth, and it was like a fr- like a Listerine or like mm. a floss, like or a like floss. a Willy Wonka Everlasting Gumstopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um, okay. Anyway, let's rewind. <laughs> Moving <that> on. <laughs> yeah, I think my first beer would be the. That's a good question. I think mine would be the sixty minute IPA because I love all things IPA. Um. The second one would have to be Fat Tire, because like I said, it's a good good beer for food. And then the, I guess the third one would be the Sam Adams Boston Lager. That's what it's go. called. That's right. That's yeah. actually a decent one. Yeah, the Boston Lager is real good. I'm not saying it's like my least favorite, but it's like it would actually be yeah. up there, top ten. Cool. So, of y'all's ratings, it sounded like y'all went more for taste on like that's how i guess y'all ranked like from yeah. top to bottom yeah i kind of forgot i mean it's just it, no, it's you're really good. hard to not put the ipa in the first place though i mean it is 
I think you when it comes beer, down I mean, to it, it's like well, it's taste, man. What's your what's your intention for for your majority? Like, are you a, you know, are you one of those like I just want to get home, have one, chill out, maybe you know, you have your go to one that's in the fridge for whenever you cook something at home, or is it oh, I just want to get one when I go out to a restaurant that's something that can sit on my palate and I can eat food with and it not. There's some stuff out there, and IPA is notorious for it. An IPA is not, in my opinion, is not a beer to drink with food at all. In my opinion, really, uh, I just I think would... it's over. I think it's overbearing. I think it does reset your palate. So mm. if you're having like maybe like some type of uh, gamey meat, uh, like a steak or something like that, it makes sense. But if I'm going out and like if I go out to uh, to Buffalo Wild Wings and have some wings. I may get an IPA, but the thing is, is I'm washing that stuff down. I'm not cleansing my palate. I was eating yeah. like a chart. What are those cheese boards? What are those things called? See, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, that's Char- probably what I'd have an IPA with is like a like a charcuterie board or something, like with nah. cheeses and meats you're, and you're so olives fancy, and stuff like that. Such a fancy boy, <laughs> he dude. Said it freaking, right Darian's parents hesitation. have ruined me. Darian's parents have oh, they, they like a lot. They drink wine and do charcuterie at night a lot for dinner. And Douche. oh my gosh, it's it's not a bad idea if you don't have a light dinner. It's a really good idea. Just have some wine and charcuterie. It's super cheap mm-hmm. to do. It's, it doesn't have to be expensive either. Ian, I love or that. Maybe like, I'm just sometimes a snob. I'll say something. Uh, sometimes I'll say something and it doesn't even register with you. <laughs> he just he's just like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like uh, what sure did you say? Like, right I, I now, might not like, have heard you. How did you? he you not hear him? <laughs> you 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 combine do and the char of the char charcuterie board. How do you say that? Say that for us. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. You said do char douche. It sounded like you said douche. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah. Wait, uh, I thought you did say boards. charcuterie. Did you not did. say charcuterie? When? I think we're getting lost. before yeah, I went on that tangent. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is in the middle of your tangent. It sounded like you said douche when you were oh, explaining something. No. Anyway, we will we will move on from that. <laughs> um, sorry. So okay. Sorry. I I, I I was really clueless on what you were saying. <laughs> no, that's not you. I should have just let it go. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> the three I chose. Um. So. Uh. The main reason I chose, so I chose three. I chose like my one of my all time favorites. I chose one that um, so far that I just tried most recently, and it's one of my favorite IPAs that I've had in a long time, and my just go to whatever beer. Um, so Lakewood Temptress, love this. This is a stout. It's phenomenal. It's like ten point nine percent. So you're having one, and you're probably good. Um, it's my go-to if I'm sitting down with like some friends at a brewery, or like you know we're just talking. Uh, if I'm gonna wait a minute for my food, if I'm gonna be at the the uh, restaurant or whatever for a while, I'll drink this. I'll choose it anytime I go to uh, Brecktown. I'm getting this. They put it in a nice little um, aroma. So come to find out, I can't remember what those things are called. Uh, uh, what are those cups called? Those glasses called that they put in stouts. What are they called? Uh, it's like a, a flower coupe? or something. Uh, did oh, they put in a coupe? It. It's a coupe glass. I'm betting. Is it a coupe? I'm pretty sure it's uh, a coupe. Does it look like the goblet of fire? That's what it's called. 
goblet. <laughs> what do you <laughs> a goblet? What do you eat with the Lakewood Temptress? Like, what does it pair with? What do you like? What do you usually get at uh, at Bricktown? So the so uh, the 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 Lakewood Temptress is uh, since it's a stout, it's got a very kind of coffee aroma to it. Um, it's uh, yeah, I mean it's it's coffee. It's sort of chocolatey in a sense, um, which I'm not huge fan on like chocolate stouts or anything. But this one is phenomenal. So, you know, most stouts you'll get and you'll taste it. And it has that taste at the beginning and then it's like watery afterwards. And you're like, what did I just drink? It's kind of weird. See, it's funny, this to, me, one is it's not funny like to me that, that you would drink you a stout with food versus an IPA. Because a stout is usually way more thick, way more heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a wash of food down with beer. Well, like usually when I have a stout, n- it's cold outside and I want something, you know, kind of heavy. Yeah. Feel good. No, I... I I get that. Um, it's not so much... This is just a stout that I... I didn't really pair this with food because... I paired this one thing because they have it on draft. And it's better on draft. They have them by, on the bottle, but you can only get them in four packs. And it's like freaking $15 oh, yeah, for a four pack. Stupid. Yeah, um, I, don't, I but, literally uh, only drink a stout on draft. The reason I choose this one is because I'm not going to chug it. I'm taking sips at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... The intention of doing this is that I'm probably going to be at this restaurant waiting on my food or whatever, um, just chilling with friends. I may um, finish it and then chase it down with like an IPA or something with my food. But this one is more intended for like social, um, sitting down at, at a table and just chilling out. So if like we were to go Literally down to Dallas, like a coffee. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So um, that's that one. Um, my uh second one that I chose was Citrus Slice IPA by Community Brewing Company. Um this is a new one that I just tried. I got in like a variety packet uh, uh the grocery store and uh and I wasn't buying it for that. I just it had like I think Community has Mosaic um and then Hop what is that one? Mosaic and then Hop. Hop something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Just called hop. But it's got they. They're really good IPAs. They, um, and so, I bought that one. Um, I would pair it. Uh, for me, I like drinking it by the pool. It's very citrusy. It is uh, kind of like a refreshing lemony sort of taste to it. And so, um, kind of, kind of like a lime kugel. Huh? Kind of like a lime kugel, like a or like a summer shandy, kind of something like that. Kind of like a good summer uh, beer. I would consider it a summer beer, but I mean, I would still probably have it in the winter just because I like IPAs. But this one, this one, when I see it and I think of it, I think of it either it's in a koozie sitting by the grill with me, or it's hanging on, you know, a cup holder on by the pool. And I'm, you know, hey man, I can't can't beat that. No, and so I like it. Um, it's really good. Um, I. W- uh, the only time I would pair it with anything is like barbecue. That's just because that's what I think of when I drink it, um, or when I think of it, is I would drink it with like a barbecue hot dog or a burger or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, maybe okay. trace it down uh, from eating a stuffed jalapeno with cream cheese wrapped with bacon. Ooh. You know? Now, now we're talking. Off with a little. 
Um, if your mouth ain't watering on the podcast, I, Dude, I know Lyle's over anyway. here salivating. <laughs> well, I was like, my third one, and this may surprise y'all, uh, but this has been my longest go. This has been the beer that I have drank the most for the longest duration, um, regularly. Um, I, whenever I first started having a beer, uh, it was like a Shiner or, uh, you know, I don't know, Coors Light or a Yellow Belly, which would be just a Coors Heavy or whatever. Um, but this is a Budweiser, not a Bud Light, Budweiser. Otherwise, if you're ordering, or it could be called, if you're ordering it at a bar, Bud Heavy. Cause I, I very much agree, like. Um, I really like Bud Light slash Budweiser. Like, when, if you want a good, like, cheap go-to, like, if you're at, like, a, not really a bar, but, like, say, like, you're at Texas Roadhouse and you want a good, like, go-to, mm-hmm. but you don't want something super heavy with your meal, I'll get a Bud Light or a yeah. Budweiser on tap. It's really good. I will I will say I can't stand Bud Light, but I like a Budweiser. I like Coors mm-hmm. Light, and I like the Yellow Belly, the Coors, regular Coors, like, Banquet or whatever. Um but Budweiser has just been, it doesn't sit super heavy. I mean, it's still, it sort of is heavy, um, but it's not like, it's not like an IPA or something where it's just mm-hmm. sitting there, you feel like you're burping for like the next freaking yeah, drinkable. Yeah. And so that's so mine. Basically, um, Miller normally... is trash. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. Miller is trash. I'm sorry. Like anything okay. Miller Life. Miller. Dude, Miller High Life. Oh, dude, those. Dude. I hated Miller for uh, it's so for a bad. while. Um, I did not care for Miller, um, but I will say that I had one not too long ago, and it was hot, and I wanted a freaking beer, and the only thing that was sitting in the cooler at the time was a Miller, and that was really good. So I think it just depends. Mm. Obviously, it's not my go-to. I'm not ordering it on a draft. I'm not wasting my money um, to yeah. do that, but... Anyway, so um, the three, um, how I would rank mine, um, I'm going to go with the, ooh, this is hard because I thought about it. Um, I'm ranking mine uh, from drinkability. So not so much for a taste or not so much for a niche, just more as um, if I'm going to you know, spend money on something and put it in the fridge is going to be a Budweiser. Um, I'm putting that at okay. number one. I can I can have it with a meal. I can have it with nothing. I can, you know, take it out and people are going to ask for it and that's fine. So it's shareable. I enjoy that. Like it being a community beer. Um, not everybody's going to like a temptress or not everybody's going to like. Say a, you, you have know, enraged IPA. a lot of you've enraged a lot of beer enthusiasts just now. As making yes, that I'm your first pick. Keeping calm right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but, which I is mean, why I'm explaining. You made it. your domestic your first pick. <laughs> but I made. But the thing is, I made the domestic my first pick because of the. It's easy. It's not like yeah. I'm not. I'm doing it off of drinkability alone. If I was doing it off of taste, then I would go different. But. Uh, Budweiser is just one of those things. I go in bowl, I'm ordering a Budweiser. If I go to um, Texas Roadhouse, I'm ordering a Budweiser. Um, if I'm going to Fourth of July party, I'm buying a 12 pack of a Budweiser, and I'm gonna be or hoping you know, that there's like one in an ice cooler wherever you are. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so that's why. It's not because of the taste is so much better. It's just drinkability. Um, next, um, second, I'm going to put it, uh, put the Lakewood Temptress as my second. Um, I've loved this thing since I turned 21. Um, it was one of my first stouts I ever had. It, uh, it's high in percentage. I don't need a lot of it. It's expensive, so I'm good at that one and maybe an IPA or something, you know, like a blonde or something at the end of it to kind of calm my palate down. Um, but... Uh, Lakewood Temptress by far to me. Um, if if I was rating it off the taste, Lakewood Temptress would be at the top. Um, I hate putting the citrus slice at third, uh, but the only reason I'm doing it is because it is so new. I think it could change in the future. I think it could definitely be like one of my favorites. Um, uh, I will say, I took I cracked it open and took a sip of it ice cold, and it threw me off. Like I was like, "What the yeah. heck is this? This is." amazing and so um yeah so budweiser liquid temptress citrus slice ipa from community brewing company those are my those are my three i think i so. I, I just need to come back to wichita falls and go to bricktown with y'all and order um that lakewood temptress yeah, on tap because mm-hmm. now yes. i, now I want to try it because i never had it or the citrus yeah, slice ipa community it. brewing whatever uh, yeah IPA try that one out too that one's good um, dude, honestly, it's it's good in the bottle too. Um, if you want to go to like either your local store and see if they have it, I know a gas station one time had it. It was weird. weird. I was really thrown off. Yeah. But it was like in a cooler, so they have like a bunch of different stuff. It had like deep ellum and all that. So yeah, yeah dude, liquid interest is cool. good. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. Uh, before I wrap this up. On one one beer question I have for y'all do you have do you all have y'all ever tried or do you like skunky beers? Have you ever had a skunky? Like beer? A, have you ever even heard of a skunky? Like a taste? Corona? No, yeah, not a Heine- Corona. Heineken uh, or Corona? Like a Heineken. Heineken. So yeah, potentially Heineken that skunky taste comes somewhere. usually from like a green bottle beer or something mm-hmm. that you know yeah. light hits it or the sun hits it and it, that's what usually gives it its skunky taste. But it's weird. Like mm-hmm. I, I love a good Heineken having that skunky taste. I, I love it. It's so good. Um, yeah, personally. it's smooth. It's crisp. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it feels like you just took a big bite of a Lay's chip. Or a skunk. <laughs> yeah, that too. Driving down the old <laughs> County Road FM 1933. Mm-hmm. And 1933. Good old Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Cool. All right, uh, so viewers, let us know what you think on what beers we chose for our two craft beers and our one domestic that we chose. Uh, We'd love to hear y'all's feedback. Before we end it, I do want to read one of our listeners and good friends' uh, emails that he sent to us. So this is going off, I think, our last episode, I'm pretty sure. He says, this is from Darren, and he says, just listen to the phone killing wallpaper episode, and I'm now emailing you from my PC because you cronies broke my phone. Pissed. Also, I love Reliant K. (laughs) I don't even remember talking about Reliant K. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about Reliant K is one of those bands that's just so good. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, So we actually had one question for all of us. He said, uh, Questions for the show. Do you pee in the pool? Two, 
have you ever been caught peeing in the pool? And three, have you ever caught someone else peeing in the pool? Oh. Thoughts? Lyle. One time I was at the lake with my aunt and cousin and I was like, I'm getting out to go pee. And they're like, why? Why don't you just pee in here? And I was like, no, that's disgusting. I'm swimming around. <laughs> and they're like, well, we've already peed. And I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Bye. And I went to go pee in the bathroom like a regular human being should. But it's a lake. I ain't no fish. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, I'm not proud of it. But as a grown adult, I definitely have pee in the pool. And it was... Out of straight pure laziness. I mean, it's like after the second trip of going to the bathroom while swimming, it's just like, man, whatever. So you just kind of like float away from everybody else. The feeling of... Here's the thing. The feeling of peeing in a pool is fantastic. I mean, you're nearly nearly weightless. You got to... Depending on how long you've been in the pool, you may be a little chilly. You know, it, it is what it is. You may need a little bit of warmth. See, I feel like I have to work harder to get to pee out in the pool. Ian, that sounds like you possibly could have a little bit of an issue. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm just going to be honest with you. Maybe I'm just thinking too much into it whenever I do it. It should flow naturally. It should just flow naturally. I don't know about that. Um, (laughs) So have you all ever caught anybody peeing in the pool at all? I think there's been times where maybe I, I... you know, you know, doggy paddled over a little, you know, warm a spot. Warm but area. I, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I'm probably just thinking, oh crap, my pee has been sitting there for a minute. Maybe it was oh. me. <laughs> Maybe it was my pee that I just had That's like ten disgusting. minutes before. That's so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Here's the thing, dude. Chlorine's in there for a reason. I really don't care. It, it's gonna kill off any of those germs that's inside there. As long as someone's not peeing on my freaking big toe, I'm okay. Dude, isn't that what gives chlorine that smell? Because apparently uh, chlorine doesn't have a natural smell to it. So the smell that we're all smelling is actually the pee mixing with the chlorine, apparently. Have you you ever smelt a tub of chlorine? (laughs) I work next to a pool that's not true, Ian. Uh, I'm just going based off the video that that guy from NASA did about how he did oh, multiple Na- people from NASA are stupid. Yeah. Um, they don't know what they're the talking about. Hollow, Ian. Okay, I will tell put them to stay in tell them to stay in, in space. They don't belong on this earth. <laughs> tell them to stay on ISS. On ISS. Well, <laughs> so the, the last comment that Did you say ISIS? Was, yes, I just whispered <laughs> ISIS. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my oh gosh. Good uh, so the second <laughs> comment that Darren made was also wanted to add to my email. Rush is legendary. You're walking on thin ice, Ian. Yeah, Ian. And he, I will have you know, did. Darren, I understand that Rush was legendary in their time. I will give them that credit because they were. I mean, they're. it's not like nobody ever listened to them. They were a great band. But... Are the eleven-minute keyboard solos really that necessary? Is it is Phil Collins' freaking three-minute-long drum solo? No, they are not. Even if it is iconic, it is not necessary. 
I think. It, I mean, let's be I honest. Is a is a three minute down. drum solo that interesting? If you have the right accompaniment with it, yeah. <laughs> Miles that build, up the, is. that build up that song is so beautiful. If you got Mike Tyson to do it before he punched freaking uh, Seth, was it Seth Rogen or was it the other guy in Hangover that he punched in the face? He goes, he goes, <laughs> Seth Rogen was in the Hangover. Or he, he talking about a, uh, or he said, this, this is my favorite part. Do 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 do. Just socked him, him the right in the freaking. See, I thought y'all were talking about Rush Limbaugh earlier, and I was like, <laughs> no. Rush Limbaugh, that's so weird. Who cares about that old troll? Dude, I'm not kidding. My dad, I grew up with my dad listening to that. And I, The other day, I turned on AM, like the AM station on my car, just to, like, hey, yeah, AM, like, you know, point? is AM yeah. still alive? And it apparently is, because Rush Limbaugh is freaking taking over the AM waves. Dude, he is... As much as he is cringy, he's so interesting to listen to. <laughs> like he gets so mad. Is Rush Limbaugh the guy that has that cigar? He's always got a cigar. He's like super into cigars. Is that I the think guy? You're is that referring Rush to Teddy Roosevelt. So no. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the guy that always is like always talking about cigars and stuff. On news talk, no, that's on Winston that, Political radio on the A and M channels or whatever. No, Anyhow. no, Rush Limbaugh's the one that... Rush Limbaugh has the... Uh, there's two. There's Rush Limbaugh and then there's... Uh, who's the other guy that's on the same station as him? I don't know, Alex Jones? I don't know. No, I can't well, I don't remember know. this stuff. <laughs> Is Alex know. Jones the one on freaking CNN? No. Oh, I was thinking of somebody else. <laughs> anyway. Dude, I don't pay attention to this stuff. No, Rush <laughs> Limbaugh is... If you heard Rush Limbaugh, you would know. Um, he is very much... Uh, um, a, I don't know. Rush Limbaugh. Here, let Sweet. me just show you. Welcome wow, to this edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. Hey, folks, I'm really sorry. I'm sitting here right at the Golden EIV microphone right now, and I fully intended to be here. And I know that I sound great, but something has. That's Rush Limbaugh. He looks huh. like a literal troll. <laughs> he looks like. <laughs> He looks like he looks like a Johnny Carson and Conan O'Brien had a child. <laughs> he looks like a rather like Ooh. a larger John Lithgow. Ugh. Ugh. Or if Johnny Cash had a re- receding hairline back to his temple. Mm-hmm. He has a very kissable Ooh. forehead. <laughs> so you th- you little, could throw a little smooch. You could throw a plunger on that forehead and it call it a bullseye. That is a. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, there's Rush Limbaugh and there's some other guy that's that uh, he does stuff with, or he doesn't do stuff with, but they both get insane. Um, I can't remember the other guy's name. I wish I could remember. But anyway, so. Well, we're about anyway, time. I don't know. Thanks, Lyle, for getting us on. <laughs> 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 good. Good. Bl- Blake, Lyle, y'all have anything uh, left for our viewers before we end this? Lyle, give us a viewers, bit of, our listeners. You know, did you enjoy the? Lyle, give us a little bit of, you know, did you enjoy being on the podcast? Would you come again? I have so much anxiety. I'm like, what if I do something wrong? No, but I had fun. It was fun. It was just <laughs> us three guys sitting and talking about scary, That's scary, literally scary all we're things. doing. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I'm sweating so much right now, but it's it's been fun. It's been good. Yeah, I currently have my AC off, so Lyle and I are 
thought it was the anxiety. We got oh, dang, y'all are dedicated. Swamp, I've got my fan on, and the AC's going full blast, and there's like a there's an AC unit right outside the window, so hopefully well, the audio is not We're also sharing awful. a microphone. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's true, so you got to turn that gain up a little. His air is my air. Yeah. Um, what? what? Yeah, definitely, uh, listeners, if y'all have <laughs> any sort of... Um, uh, if y'all like the content that we were talking about today and y'all would like to see more of that or listen to more of that, then just let us know, uh, send us an email yeah. or hit us up on our social media pages. They will be in the description. Um, yeah. Y'all have any last second things y'all want to talk about or mention before we end well, it? You, you have anything you want to leave the, the audience with? You have a nice slogan or something? Um, the moon is hollow and so is the earth. That is all. <laughs> all right. That's a. Uh, that's all right, guys. All right. This is gonna wrap it up um, for this uh, <laughs> this week's episode. <laughs> y'all be good, my dudes. See y'all later. Peace.